Hi everyone, welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. You might not know it, but today is World Jellyfish Day. Jellyfish are more than 600 million years old, making them one of the oldest life forms on the planet. They were even around before dinosaurs. To celebrate and to learn more about these amazing creatures, we have Julie Thomas today. Julie is the resident jellyfish expert at Birch Aquarium at Scripps Institution of Oceanography. Hi, Julie. Welcome. Oh, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I know you had a big shipment of jellyfish yesterday. How did that go? Oh, boy. When we get in a shipment of jellies, uh, this one in particular was a little bit wild because we did have to change around some of our life support systems to accommodate these species in particular because they are very cold water species. So we had to do a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of a musical chairs with some of our other jellies to make room for them. But, and it took like half the day, uh, but going in today, they look really good. They look very happy. They liked all the little treats that we gave them at the end of the day yesterday, once they uh, had a second to to calm down and settle down after, you know, being shipped. I'm sure it's like a alien abduction experience for them at first, but I think they're doing great. Where did they come from? And, and what more can you tell me about this kind of jellyfish? Uh, so I believe we got them from a supplier in Canada or uh, British Columbia. And we were supposed to get them quite a while ago, but something about a freak tornado wiped out the collection, like we lost power to the facility. I'm not really sure, but we finally have them now. And they're uh, they're really cool because some scientists at Scripps Institution of Oceanography we're doing a lot of work with these particular jellies. So they're very, very special to us. And um, if you go in, we have them in a special tank that has a, a black light above it so that the public or little kids in particular love this thing. You push this button and it turns off the normal lights to this one tank and turns on the black light. And when you do this, they have this greenish blue glow about them because they're light producing organs that uh, surround the outer bell and that portion of it lights up and it looks really cool. And who doesn't like to see a little bit of a light up thing right yeah. there in the, yeah. <laughs> in the ocean to see it. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And it sounds like the timing of the shipment kind of worked out because today on World Jellyfish Day, you have a whole new exhibit. Um, can you tell me, you know, how did you come to love jellyfish? What uh, drew you to the profession and how did you get into it? Okay, so a bit of a long story, but basically little five-year-old Julie grew up on uh, out on the coast of Texas, right by the water, lots of wildlife out there. We grew up, uh, Shark Week had just started back in those days, and my mom, or my grandma was a librarian, and she brought home a book about sharks that was actually quite graphic in nature, <laughs> but... I don't know why. I loved it. I was like, wow, what a cool animal. So my whole life, I was like, I want to work with sharks. I want to work with these crazy animals. And uh, that's that's all I want to do. So I followed that passion over the next like 20 or well, 30 years. And I uh, got my first little marine bio something up at the aquarium in Utah, where I was an intern. Got to learn a lot about how to take care of these animals for a couple of years. And then uh, I randomly decided, you know what, this is great, but I need to be out by the ocean again because that's really fun. And that's where the action is. So I randomly moved to San Diego. And because of my internship, it became uh, pretty easy to get into the Birch 
aquarium animal husbandry volunteer program. And once I got in there, I thought, oh my gosh, this is it. I wanted to be a part of this particular institution literally since high school when I found out it even existed. Thought it's right by the water, it's right by Scripps Institution of Oceanography. They support research. Oh my gosh, I'm finally here. Yeah, they're not paying me for it, but it doesn't matter. I'm part of the action. That's really cool. I'll, I'll take it. And I got to uh, volunteer with uh, some of the people I actually currently work with now uh, for five years. So I got to work with a lot of the same people, a lot of the animals that we still have in the collection. And from there, I moved up to Washington at random, where I was still like more of a shark girl, but had worked with jellies this entire time, just a little bit here and there with certain species. Uh, not a huge exposure. And then um, I went up to Washington and found a job there working in a jellyfish gallery with one of the best jelly guys in the world. And he taught me a lot about them over the course of two years. And because of what I did up there and all the progress I made and what I learned, they needed to build a jelly lab down here at Birch. And they thought, okay, well, we already know Julie. We already, she's accomplished a lot since her volunteer days. And you know, why not? I because somehow they managed to hire me. They tricked I tricked them into hiring me. And <laughs> here we are now. And it's been uh just over a year. Wow, what a dream come true. Like it was meant to be. Everything just sort of fell into place. Um, well, tell me about your day-to-day job now. What goes into managing a jelly gallery? So it's a little bit wild. Um, it it depends on the day, and that's what I kind of like about this job. There's your your uh, quote unquote normal days where you'll walk in and you're like, okay, do your AM rounds or animal observations? Does everyone look okay? Is there anything weird going on? Anything that needs to be addressed immediately? Um, what tank maintenance needs to be done? You know, it's a public aquarium. Things need to look good and the animals need things to look good. And so you plan out your day based on what you see right then. And then you start with the maintenance because... You don't you want to have that nice illusion that when the public comes in, they're looking at a window of the water, basically, or what they might find there. So you want to have the all the tools out of the tanks before 9 a.m. So it's very rushed. It's very intense. Every some tanks have their own hoses or tools to work in and you have to clean them off and sanitize them properly. And so it's a it's a whole production. But that's in the morning. And then once we're open, that's when you can start your feedings and everyone gets different stuff. So that's its own little production or some of the tanks are a little bit uh, like deeper than others. So you might need extra tools to get the food all the way down to the bottom and into the flow of the water so that the animals can get to them. And after that, you got to do water changes or you got to get out to do your plankton toe. So take your little cart down to the pier with your equipment and then lower the little stairs and try not to get knocked off the platform. <laughs> Having other day, I was like, oh, I, I ended up doing lunges. I'm actually quite sore from it still. It's great. <laughs> Exercise L in one. That's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then after that, you got to sort out the plankton. Is there anything that can hurt these animals in here that I need to take out before I feed this out to them? Or is there anything like really cool? Maybe we found a different kind of jelly, but you just never know. You know, if it's on the permit, you can take it. It's okay. Hmm. And uh, then it's more observations. Everyone's still doing good. Uh, Another feeding time. And then that's pretty much it on a quote unquote normal day. Other days you have to just really get as much done running around like a chicken with your head cut off as much as possible so that by 10 a.m., 
you're going to be suited up in a wetsuit because you got to get on a boat to go collect more jellies or we need some kelp for the kelp tank or what have you. Or, hey, the kelp tank needs a good cleaning. So I, you need to suit up and get in the water before 8 a.m. And it's so cold. You don't think it is. But like, <laughs> you come out freezing. You have to like shower all the gunk off of you. And then you're like, oh, goodness, I have to get back to work quickly to do like the regular stuff. So it's really wild. And it's, uh, and it's not a bad thing. It's great. Wow. That's so cool. I didn't realize this entailed going out to the ocean every day. Um, so how do you go about collecting jellies? Depends. So there's a lot of different places we can go. Uh, there, There's some docks out on the bay. You can walk the docks with a little net and a bucket and you just kind of like whoop, grab them really quick and put them in some water in a five gallon bucket and uh, some are more hardy than others. Um, this last, uh, this last time or two times ago, I, we were doing some muscle collections under the pier, just snorkeling around, grabbing some muscles and we were about to leave, but we're at the top of the pier. We look down, someone goes, there's a jellyfish down there. I thought, no way. There's no way there's a jelly down there. I go over to the side and I look Sure enough, there's a beautiful jellyfish down there. So I quickly get on all my snorkeling gear, get the stairs back down. It's chaos. I'm so excited. And I quickly get down the stairs and the sun's shining bright. It's a nice San Diego day. The sun is hitting the surface of the water. So I'm under the pier. I'm snorkeling. I'm swimming with a five-gallon bucket, trying to like swim with it without it filling with water and slowing me down. <laughs> and I can't see anything. I'm like, where is it? How long are the tentacles? How badly am I about to get stung here? <laughs> uh, thankfully, um, some of the team were with me, so they were just screaming directions down at me. They're like, go, keep swimming forward. Go, go west. Sure, sure. Do you know there west? Like, stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just trying to swim here. I'm like, where is it? Just don't want to get stung. And and I was able to just kind of like poof, scoop it up into the little bucket there, and everything was fine. It was great. That's one example. <laughs> Another example is we'll go out on the boat, um, a whole process in itself, and then go out like a few miles offshore and start to slow uh, slow down so you can actually start seeing things. And then if you do, you're like, oh, that's about 10 feet deep. The net can't reach it. So guess what you got to do? Get your snorkeling gear back on. <laughs> Get a plastic bag. And then uh, get down to wherever the jelly is. Be super, super careful. You have the bag closed. You get up next to the little fragile jelly and you open the plastic bag really slowly so it creates that suction to get it back in the bag. And then you close it again. And all the while you're trying not to let, you know, gravity bring you back up to the so surface because my feet are weirdly buoyant and everything else you're, just, you're trying to flare out and like it's trying to get out of the bag. That's the whole thing. And then you hand it off to someone and you do it all. <laughs> uh, that sounds so amazing and adventurous. I'd love to see a video of this. I don't know if one exists, but if it doesn't, I think it's like ripe for a documentary or something like that. Anyone I, <laughs> um, have you ever been stung? And I mean, I'm sure that you have. It sounds like you have, but like, what is it like and, and how do you treat it? It's not my favorite. <laughs> obviously. Uh, I've been, I've actually only been stunned three times in the three and a half plus years that I've worked primarily with jellies, which I'll take it. Not bad at all. Not a bad record. Um, but basically one of the, the bad time was 
I was cleaning a tank. There wasn't even a tentacle on the back of my hand or anything. I, I just have, happened to feel like a little bit of a sting. I was like, oh no, someone got me. How'd they do that? And I look at my hand and I thought, well, there's no tentacle there. What's the problem? And it just starts to like burn more and more. And I thought, oh no, I was like, oh, I'm getting kind of freaked out. Like it's kind of hurting a lot now. And so I, you know, you do the usual thing what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to get like a credit card or something like that. Uh, spray the entire area down with vinegar, get the credit card and scrape, 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 rinse it off, put on some more vinegar because the scraping will take the stinging cells off your hand. You don't want those to stay on there because if you do and they're unfired, they can fire off later. So you can get stung later if you don't like follow the steps, steps properly. So you do that. And I did all those things and I'm looking at the back of my hand and it looks like someone had taken a razor blade to the back of my hand and just scratched it every which direction. And it looked insane. It looked like mountains and valleys if you put your finger across it. And pretend the tops of the mountains had snow on them. Like it was just like scar tissue white. It was wild. I thought, oh my gosh, do I have to go somewhere? Is everything okay? It was fine. Everything was fine. It went away completely after like an hour or two. And that was probably the worst one that was uh, at my old job. Wow, that sounds incredibly traumatic but good job you survived <laughs> um do you breed jellyfish at the aquarium oh we do um at the moment we are breeding two different species one of them a lot of people can do it uh moon jellies are probably the easiest species that you can breed but one of our points of you know pride over here at birch is uh the nameopsis ladii one of our comb jellies they're they're kind of known as being a little bit more difficult to breed. And one of our genius uh aquarists here, Sean, he he came up somehow with a, a method of breeding this particular jelly. And I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it <laughs> in particular, because some things are like industry secrets and some are, but yeah, it's it's a really nice, simple method, and we have so many of them, and it's an an amazing problem to have. We just have a uh, embarrassment of comb jelly riches and mm -hmm. it's, it's great. Wow. What other kinds of jellies do you have at the aquarium? Uh, so we have five different display tanks and five different species. I'm trying to look around in my mind about looking around. I'm like, what do we got? We've got the egg yolk jellies, uh, Fasophicum chidica, which are currently my favorite that we have on display, just saying, you should see them, they're beautiful. Um, we have our very fragile warty comb jellies, that uh, the ones where I went snorkeling like 10 feet below, that's those guys. We have our regular comb jellies that we have the amazing embarrassment of, which is wonderful and they're really cool to watch. We have our crystal jellies, which are the ones we just got in yesterday. And of course, we have our beautiful moon jellies. Like how many of the jellies are you ordering from breeders versus um, finding yourselves in the ocean? Um, this is actually the first ones in a long time. I think we've only had them or any jellies in particular shipped to us twice. Mm. And for the most part, we're doing a pretty good job of either find like coming upon them luckily out there because it's not like you can just ring a bell and be like 
hi jellies come to the surface now so i can catch you like there's not even there's kind of a time of year to catch certain things but that doesn't matter they don't follow these rules there's no rules for nature to follow it does whatever it wants and you just have to be in the right place at the right time but we've gotten really lucky and again we we have some good breeding programs going on right now and as we finish up our jelly lab behind the scenes, it will only improve and expand. Uh, well, final question for you. It is World Jellyfish Day. So how will you be celebrating? Ooh, well, I, I was at work today <laughs> taking care of my jellies. And uh, I don't know, probably posting an, a, a lot of different jellyfish pictures and videos from over the years to remind people uh, that follow me on social media, how amazing these animals are. They're so beautiful, graceful, just mesmerizing. There's who doesn't love a jellyfish, you know, they're very interesting. Uh, so doing a lot of that and probably doing more work related jelly stuff. <laughs> Julie Thomas, jellyfish expert at Birch Aquarium. Thank you so much for joining me and happy jellyfish day. 